when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I mean, Rob, well, I, th- I think I think you need to concede that the podcast has started twice now. You've attempted to do a. I'm going to do an. Intro. What's good, Internet? It's Spooktober fourth, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio episode 432. And because it's Spooktober, that means I can finally announce that this oh, is the pilot episode of our Stephen. He King stole podcast. my bit. He stole my bit. King Kato? Point. He didn't change it. He stole my bit. I got the date right and the episode right. I think this is plagiarism. This is, yeah, this is it exactly just, my bit from a week ago. Yeah, he just, he's just I'm, reading the bit again. <sighs> That's what's funny about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm haunted. Who was that? <laughs> ah! Oh, no, no, this, this podcast is haunted. Uh, something I... Something I now believe maybe unironically, uh, but this <laughs> this podcast is haunted by a voice from the past. Uh, it's it's the spirit of the intern we entombed within the walls of Waypoint. Wow! Hello. <laughs> That's Hire where she me, went. Give me benefits, please. <laughs> I don't think we did that. I don't. No. <laughs> you I don't think we did either of those things. Like a you know. Like a, Oh, no. In a way, you know, you know, hire Natalie, hire Natalie had, uh, you know, something came out of it. Uh, I signed a, di- a different, a different contract for uh, not being a, a full time hire. And I, maybe I will never be a full time hire. Maybe I will just always be <laughs> in the liminal space. Da- like, now she's like, it's like dangling this out there. Like, you yeah, know, maybe I don't want to be a full time hire. That's Natalie wink. just loves buying uh, benefits on the Obamacare market. Uh, that's that's Natalie's <laughs> game of the year. I, women be shopping. <laughs> Ooh, women be shopping silver for or healthcare. silver plus. <laughs> I don't know when you see when they say when they put the plus on it, it sounds better. And I'm we talking I mean, about oh, yeah. sure yeah. Yeah. Are we talking about pluses are better. <laughs> we love plus. <laughs> Welcome to Waypoint Plus. Is there a, like- Except here, we don't have a benefits cap. Except we do, of course. We're a very small staff, and we can only do so many things. Uh, but but nevertheless, um, Natalie, welcome back to the show. Uh, we've also got Patrick Klepek. You've already heard him sabotaging me. Okay. All right. What? Well, all right. Get, get, get rid of your Matt Nagy speak. Uh, get it out of your mouth, Rob. Come on. Get the... Kato, Look, what are we going to do? Is as long With as Kato oh, no. is healthy, he's our producer. Okay. Right. <laughs> God damn it. I don't, well, I don't know. Kato, 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 are you sure you're not currently uh, the the physical? I don't know. Are you like ten thousand moths under Jesus under a Christ. cloak right now? Yeah, that, that's what's actually happening. Fuck. I, I, I. Y'all ever have? Y'all ever see? 
moths and think that's nothing, right? Like I see a uh, I see no. a fucking mosquito. I see a mosquito. I'm like fuck that thing. I'm gonna chase it down because it's gonna bite me when I'm asleep. I see I a cockroach. I'm like, like oh that's kind of gross. Let me get it out of here. Yeah, you know? moths just hang out on screen doors. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're like whatever. I ain't fucking with a moth. Turns out you should fuck with moths because they'll fuck your shit. No, you should. Well, <laughs> you should fuck with moths. But one time, uh, I fucked with a moth, and it was actually my great grandma. What? What? And uh, oh no, I got in really big trouble for damn. Because in 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 uh. I don't know if this is in Latin culture in general, but at least in my Guatemalan family, we believe that moths are people from the dead coming to visit us. Yeah, that, I don't. So, that. What is the implication here for Kato's weekend? Yeah. Well, oh, no. I don't know, <laughs> but I, I once. <laughs> The day after my great grandma died, no, there was <laughs> there was a huge moth in the kitchen, and I was like, "Get the fuck out of here! Fuck you, moth! Get out! Get out! Get out!" And I was telling my mom this later today. I was like, "I was being just tortured by this huge moth in the kitchen. It was like following me around, and it was like coming close to me, and it was stressing me out." And she was like, "Natalie." Like, don't you remember? And I was like, no, because re- remembering things, that's not something <laughs> I do. Um, could so be. could it be me? <laughs> so she was like, that was Abuelita Chanda. She oh, my God. Came to visit and she was in the kitchen because that was her favorite room. And I was like, right. And she was like, don't tell anyone that in the family, please. Did you Get kill on. the moth or did you just shoot you know, it away? It was an aggressive shoe. Oh it my god, she killed it. <laughs> I don't know if I killed my great my great grandma moth, but Grandma I, Moth. Grandma as we you know, as, as as one is to call them. My favorite but, Star Wars character, Grandma Moth. <laughs> grandma Moth. <laughs> so, you know. Anyway, Kato, maybe you had 10,000 ghosts visiting you this I far prefer that interpretation. I fucking ripped my ancestors, but... <laughs> um, but we got traps in the house now. Yeah, we got mad traps now. I lost my entire weekend to fucking uh, a moth infestation because my wife, who is an artist, makes a lot of fabric work. Also, does I hear a lot, a lot of, of finger mending. pointing. Look, I'm not saying it's her fault. I'm just saying there's a lot of fabric. There's a lot of food for these fucking moths right now. And mm-hmm. then that's mm-hmm. look, that's where we found the nest. We this found where they were laying eggs. It was inside of one of the giant piles of uh fabric that she keeps as spare fabric to make mm. like stuff with. Okay. Mm. I Which need means, to know now. Yeah. Like, was it oh no, like some things have been moth eaten and there's some moths flying around, or was it like a cloud. It wasn't that bad. It was okay. like, oh no, we have to stop this now or else they're going to keep propagating and then they will eat through her stuff. Um, mm. I mean, and like, you know, like you don't want holes in your sweaters and shit, but no. there was enough. It was like, you know, a single moth can lay like 200 eggs if you leave it alone, which is a lot of eggs. And we found where those eggs were it was a lot of eggs luckily they hadn't uh fucking hatched yet but 
it was a whole weekend of going through every single part, dark place. Here's a fucked up thing I learned. Clothes moths are the opposite of, like, the other moth that, like, really loves light. You know, the, like, standard moth that everyone oh, thinks, like, yeah. ma- moths, like, love light. Like pantry light. moths. Yeah. Those uh, go towards light. You think, awesome. They're not going to be in dark places generally. Clothes moths are the opposite. They literally run away from light. They like dark places. You're supposed to keep your closets, like, fucking open so that there's light coming in and they won't want to go in there as much as if you keep them closed, this, they'll slip under the fucking door and lay eggs in there. It's, it's this horrible. This feels like a long-running uh, propaganda game by the night by the dark moths. The dark They've moths, been telling yeah. us for years fine. Just, you that know. moths like light. Moths light. Moths light. We have this association in our brain. Meanwhile, n- dark moths are just fucking running <laughs> rampant yeah. in our closets. And somebody should say and something. Or shit. I'm seeing it right now. Down this, with this, the dark this, moths. This very, this, all of this rhetoric, this little bit right now is like suspiciously close to like a rant about immigration on the Daily Caller. Oh it's like, well. Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, see, for me, uh, what I hear is Kato is gatekeeping access to art. <laughs> like there was a public art installation that people were enjoying who yeah. Kato did not feel were entitled to that art. They were enjoying it so much they were having to... babies in the gallery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, That's how you know, know it's good. <laughs> What's good, Moth? What's good, Moth? This pile of clothes. You know, Kato, uh, you know, just, you know, as you get past this, you know, this little mm-hmm. incident, just propose mm-hmm. to your partner. You know, if you just did NFTs, we oh, wouldn't have to worry about these nuts. piles of clothes. Jesus it's just... Christ. It's just a QR code now or whatever. Oh. Wow, that's a compelling, yeah, we should, mm-hmm. mm, I can't yummy. even go there I as a bit. It. I can't even go there as a bit. It hurts too much. Hey, speaking of trends, uh, yeah. Natalie. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So last we heard, you left us in part because someone was offering pay and benefits. Oh yeah, um, but I don't also, know if I, would, I don't know if I would characterize it as Natalie left us. I think it is the company offered her no path forward with us. What a what a side with Natalie. Hey, on that wait, hold one. on, lack of path forward never stopped any of us at Waypoint from sticking around. <laughs> like if that if that's someone's cue to leave, uh, Austin would be gone. Ah. Mm. Uh. Yeah, um, you know, sometimes you get some you get an offer to join something that sounds too good to be true. And then about nine months later, that that seems to to be the case. Less than nine months, maybe five, six. So five, six. you hopped on the esports bandwagon that was just <laughs> rolling out of control. Yeah. In 2019. In 2019, everyone was like, esports are the future. Uh, mm-hmm. No sign of a bubble. Everyone everyone wants to be part of it. Yeah. Um, and I am curious, mm-hmm. what what did your experience end up being uh, for esports? And did you, did you find that you could tap into just an, uh, a mighty thirst for more esports uh-huh. opportunities? <laughs> you know, what's funny is... Um, 
The funny part about it is when you're trying to, I think maybe y'all can relate to this. When you are trying to do something in a company that doesn't understand the thing that you're trying to do, um, it causes problems because <laughs> I, I was, I was trying to get in someone involved in esports, but they didn't know the first thing about video games. So that I feel like is a crucial found like cornerstone that you gotta you gotta lay down yeah. before you start moving the train. Cause trains have cornerstones naturally. Right. So when the train is going, we should all be on the same track. And the track is the video game, video games. But I was on the track and everyone else was like on a different train, like <laughs> different type of train. Like they were on, I like don't know. On a monorail? Yeah. And I was on something else, like a steam train, let's say. And, you know, our paths just never aligned, really. So I... uh it didn't work yeah. out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I got to go to a lot of cool uh, eSport events. I went to my first Rocket League tournament. They seem that very was, splashy. Everyone looks like they're having a great time. I, it was I, I, a blast. I have no I, interest in Rocket League, and I was having a blast. I was deeply irritated uh, last weekend, or this past weekend. Uh, I had a, a wedding, and um, it, ap- it apparently coincided only finding this out 48 hours before the wedding that the big buck hunter uh, ch- uh championships were this weekend rob this will only make sense to you in rosemont uh yep. <laughs> like um well, i guess all state arena now it was rosemont horizon back when you you lived out here but uh I, I and i looked up the videos from that and those also looked extremely fun i feel like those types of events are probably at least to some degree enough of like the hype atmosphere can make even something to which you have like only a tangential interest because it's a, a video game or whatever, like an exciting thing to be. If there's enough splashy lights and and they serve drinks, I feel like I feel like I could get it into almost anything. Yeah, I think so. Gosh, uh, Natalie, this is something you and I have in common because uh, my last stop before Waypoint was also an ill-fated esports venture. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that I remember is that like the strategic high level view of uh, a lot of companies and people are trying to get involved in esports is they they pitch the um, big aggregate stats right where it's like x number of people watch esports uh mm-hmm. you know once a week it's x number yeah. of people are in esports yeah. this many hours love are consumed numbers love yeah percentage and the thing that uh you know at at this company i was at that was hard to get people to to sink in is like yes that's all true in the aggregate but what you're describing is like hundreds of different communities like it's it's super spread out and so like the biggest pools of like audience and such are kind of already claimed by like major stakeholders and publishers already on the game right like i mean you're not going to make inroads with league of legends uh outside of outside of riots uh like ecosystem no matter how many times riot is like we love community events uh the existence of lcs kind of rules that out but then beyond that yeah it's 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 big buck hunter all the way down in some ways where it's (laughs) like you can put a few hundred people in a room 
uh, who are going to have a great time because they love this shit. But that's all it is. Um, and you're not going to you're never going to see those big aggregate numbers uh, pouring into your business and taking right. advantage of those opportunities. Yeah, because everyone wants to get the people that are in that room somewhere else, whether that's in another room or like a part of another community. (laughs) Exactly. How do we get everyone who watches NFL to start getting into competitive curling? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Basically what all esports people are trying to do. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) And I mean, and I think that there, the, the tricky part is, is exactly what Patrick was describing earlier. It's like when you're there and you're in it, it's a lot of fun. Even if you, I've gone to esport like competition, like big esport competitions with people who have no idea the first thing about video games. And yet there is like the infectious, you know, energy of being in a big arena and you have competition and all that kind of stuff. And you can, if it's a game you can generally follow along, it's not hard to like lose yourself in that atmosphere, especially when everyone around you seems so invested. So I think that's like the sort of, um, that's, that's kind of like the, the illusion in front of every, or what's the right way to describe it? Like the, the carrot in front of the Mm -hmm. stick for everyone, because you, when you go to something like this and you see this, you're like, this is incredible. Ever like, why aren't more people, more people who aren't, like competitive gamers or whatever consider themselves like big gamers. Why aren't they also here and having fun in this? Especially when you, when you're talking about um, leagues that are trying to create like localized teams that have like a very like localized identity and you're like, Oh, like New Yorkers should just want to show up to like an Overwatch league, like a New York Overwatch league game, the same way that like, it's part if of it's regional a, inheritance. Like you live exactly. here, and so who you cheer for is the XYZ team. Yeah, and sometimes you you'll get together and watch with people just because that—that's that, the thing people do because it's fun to arbitrarily like yeah. root for your good or bad team because you <laughs> arbitrarily live somewhere. Like that's half the fun of like being a tortured Chicago Bears fan is because I I could do whatever I want. I could cheer for any team. I I could go watch a good team and be like they're my team now. But the whole fun is putting yourself in a box. Um, and 100%. esports hasn't hasn't cracked. Like th- that in in I don't know if that's like a that seems more just like a a, a passing of time a re, like a generational sort of thing that has but, to happen if they're but ever how many get people, to a point like that. How many people go to a baseball game and have no idea what the fuck is going on? And they a but lot, they're going a to a most, exact, most most people at a baseball most game. People, I would argue <laughs> most people just go for for the atmosphere and the experience of being at a ball game. And like yeah. that's the thing that I feel like. It could in it could it could be the over like the New York Overwatch League, like, oh, should we go to a Mets game tonight or should we go to like the what's Excelsior. their name? Excelsior, yeah. <laughs> go to an Excelsior game. Is that the actual but, name of the, the New York yes. team? Okay. Yes. All right. Who's our t- who's my team, Rob? Who who's in Chicago? Chicago. Chicago I don't think Chicago has an album. Oh, damn. O W L. Uh, I just Owl. got a Purdue. <laughs> I got a Purdue online writing lab. That seems wrong. Yeah. Right. Well, that's- anyway, why is there no but- Chicago Owl team? Question mark. I don't know. 
the first response to this is because somebody needs to pay like 10 mil and like Chicago. <laughs> wow. Well I, need like, well, I guess you need like a like a, you know, like a Mark Cuban. You need like some billionaire sports owner that wants to dabble in esports because to them, that's the trendy thing, like an NFT. It's like, oh, what you need 100%. to do now is also own an esport. Like, seems like that, I, you know. You know, folks, you know, smarter than me have done better reporting on this, but it's, you know, that was the big, you know, piece from, from Cecilia, you know, formerly of Kotaku, not Wired, of like, is this all a big bubble? And the answer to her very long, good piece was yes. (laughs) Well, most, most of the owners are existing sport franchise families, like that already own um, various teams and things like that. So it is, yeah, it's like almost just a diversification of their own portfolios. Like, yeah, I guess we should grab a fucking video game team if we're at it it's not uh and and again i think that's where a lot of the disconnect comes because the assumption is that there's this one-to-one translation of competition whether it's virtual or physical and yes but when like video games have kind of positioned themselves as this isolated hobbyist type thing nobody's going to think oh that's something that i can go do on like a date night where they would 100 percent go to a mets game on like a random summer night because yeah because that's just it that that experience has already been sold and is already the door is already open to like the person that understands nothing um so you know And, and of course being in those rooms a lot of times you start to realize oh wow this should be obvious that like this is not the play, but it behooves nobody in this room to point out that this is not got a snowball's chance in hell of like panning out. Like that's the other part is you'd like uh, certainly in my experience you'd start to realize like there are some obvious points that people should be making that they're not, and the only reason is because like it does no one any good to be like, hey, what if this entire thing is ill-conceived? Because uh, once you start asking like shit, does the emperor look naked to you? then anything can happen. Yeah, especially when you're the only person with the context to say that in the room and you're in a room full of people who want to make the thing happen uh, but aren't necessarily coming from the game side of the industry and are coming from very different perspectives where, like, yeah, anything seems possible. So, you know, that was uh that was a fun little stint. <laughs> um and then I ended up in game development somehow. Uh which I am still doing and still loving very much. It's a very interesting um it's very weird to be on this this side of the industry now coming from your side, our side. <laughs> I say now you're playing both sides. Very centrist of you. Very waypoint. <laughs> yeah, waypoint. The, the centrists. Uh, the centrists <laughs> website. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's been. Well, so I'm I'm curious. Uh, so I was I was looking it up. Uh, you left back in 2019. Yeah. Did you get a chance to play a whole lot of games in this whole in this whole hiatus or? Uh, were you kind of tuned out? Uh, you know, I will say that the first, um, while I was, while I was working, 
in in the gig right after Waypoint. I wasn't playing too much. Um, but then I had like a extended time between gigs, and uh, that's when I discovered um, Final Fantasy fourteen online. Right, because we, we had was, we had you on for the the the, the like game of the part of the game of the year podcast. I remember at that yes. point you you were 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 no longer with Waypoint, but came in and talked a lot about Final Fantasy fourteen, including some stories that we cut and did not air, but were delightful. And I'm glad I heard them. Yeah, they. Uh, it's a you know it it was. I'm still. I haven't played in a couple months because um, I've been in a deep uh, game production phase that has just like consumed all of my time uh but that was like one of the biggest that um i played a ton of valorant uh when it first came out last year uh, i played a lot of destiny with kato last year oh my god um yeah. and uh so yeah so i feel like what once i kind of left that i had time again to play games so i would say 2020 I did nothing but play video games all the esports dream was alive in your heart. Yeah, I mean we all we all start a competitive uh video game and we think to ourselves, hey, like what if I was magically brilliant at this and (laughs) Especially when they're new. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm in on the ground floor. Like we're all, we all are on the same playing field now. And I like look to my left and I look to my right and to my left is like a 12 year old who's been playing Fortnite since inception. Um, his, his inception, of course, just out no, the since, womb since playing Fortnite. Christ- that Christopher Nolan movie with his dad, he's like, damn, <laughs> need to get into Fortnite. <laughs> um... And then, and then to, and then to my right is like the, you know, the person who's been playing Counter-Strike for the past 20 years and like just has, uh, an, an under, like, a an understanding of, of plays and strategy that I just don't. So the, the playing field was not quite as level as I thought it was, but it, it was one of the first. First competitive games in a long time that I really threw myself into, like patch notes, like keeping up with new characters, yep. watching strategy guides, like watching a bunch of YouTube videos for sofa lineups and shit like that. <laughs> uh, and I and and it was also we're in a pandemic. This is the thing that I do with my friends. Oh, yeah. Almost every night, con- like every week. So that is really I think I gravitated towards a lot of social games last year and wasn't really spending that much time playing single player like narrative games because I, I was just craving like I just wanted to do something with my friends. I wanted to play something that I was going to have a shared experience with someone else doing. So um can't say that I have a lot of uh you know uh games complete under my belt yeah. in the past couple of years um but a lot but of good rounds a lot of yeah, maybe <laughs> i have some you know i have a little folder on my desktop and it's my little gate my little highlights oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 
And I sometimes I watch them and I smile to myself and it makes me feel warm and fuzzy and I never post them because they're pathetic. Oh, but you, you've now oh, you I, the existence of this folder now yeah. means inevitably yep. I am going to just wear you down until you do a stream in which we open that folder and we watch those clips. The folder and of we dubs. talk about Yes. <laughs> that's also a great that's also like File that away, kind of under like another yeah. good idea, along with like Racist Steam dumb. hours, is like going through people's gamer highlight clips and that talking is about incredible. them. We absolutely should do that. Not mine though. Everyone else's. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. I've got. I'm still holding on to a couple from PUBG that are just utterly incomprehensible because yes. it's like just like blind firing in the underbrush and like racking up kills, and I'm like, that was fucking tight. And it's like you can't see anything. That's the thing. It's like uh, half of these half of these clips are like me just spraying and I get like one kill and I'm like, yeah, like, let's go. Oh, beast mode activated. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, you're uh, you're aiming. You're you're like fire discipline is terrible. Actually, you should not shoot. It's like called this. recoil this control. Not- <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's I like it. That's what I like to to lean on. Yeah. Um, you know, it seems like you missed a few games, but, mm-hmm. uh, I think there's some, there's some good ones to get into. I think, you know, that theme, like I want to build connections. I want to like be with my friends, but also like be like involved in my solo pursuit. Um, I think what you just, I think the game death stranding has a lot to say to you. <laughs> uh, oh, really? At this point. Yeah. And, and now of course you can finally see the artist's complete vision the Death Stranding, Death Stranding director's cut, which isn't? Hideo Kojima has said yeah. isn't. <laughs> so, th- riddle me, th- a director's cut uh-huh. is normally longer or shorter. Well, this has longer? some extra content. Right, but it was, oh, it ma- it was okay. all made when the game was done and with the game <laughs> in hindsight. Uh, I mean, yeah, like that's just that's just Sony's branding shtick. Right. Is they're, they're calling these kind of expanded editions, director's cuts. And like, no, it's just funny because normally studios just get behind that and go, yep, all right. Whereas like, <laughs> yeah, at least to his credit, he's got like, yeah, this is, this is really just some the bullshit marketing. I, I want to make it clear that I had full control over the original game. The game was the game. And then this is this is some other stuff, um, which is just, it's just funny. So you, sh- you rarely see someone go out of line, uh, out of the messaging line right. that way. Right. Well, yeah, when you're putting a disclaimer on every trailer that comes out, I did not, <laughs> not edit this. Not edited by me. <laughs> not not a Hideo Kojima editing original. Um, but so so the so the extra content is was made post release. So it was made in like after the game had already been done and out yeah. and they decided to Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's Also wait. It's effectively it fancy then? DLC. Yeah. They did. I mean, he did, but okay, it, okay. but it's not a director's like the, the implication of a director's cup is frequently with hindsight. This is the thing I wish I could have made, right. or yeah. I was prevented due to budget, studio interference, yada yada mm-hmm. yada. Deadline, like that's mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and anything like lot lots of reasons you would you know, or you're just Ridley Scott and you just want to go back and <laughs> fuck, fuck with it again. It. You know what I mean? Like you know, there that happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But 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 this is this was not that. Like this was more just. Would you like some more Death Stranding before? You know, they get around to talking about whatever they're doing after the fact. Um, the answer right. may be yes, by the way. So I thought I was pretty done with that game. But yeah. Austin uh, was selling me on it the other day. Uh, 
especially like he was he basically uh like worm tongued into my into my <laughs> ear he was like you know with that new tv i'll bet that game would look uh-huh. extraordinary in widescreen mode you should really check it out mm-hmm. and i was like with that new tv i should check out The implication here that you need to be convinced to go back to replay an old game like I don't know that I'm fully buying Austin as worm tongue in this situation as much as someone made an idle suggestion to play an old game again. You know what I do? I do like doing that. So did you play Death Stranding through to the end the first time? Oh god no. Like, but I'm, I'm I actually just fired it up to check out whether that widescreen mode was as cool as it sounded and it's yeah. pretty it's pretty terrific. Like the game looked great on on PS4. Um yeah. it does look Wait, But you you finished now, it once, right? You did finish yeah. the original. Yeah, okay. I had a slightly unconventional path through that game. Um didn't yeah. activate a lot of the network features by accident for a good portion of it. Um <laughs> God. Perfect. You're uh, a, wait, you're a build, the you game know. about but building the, but, connections. You know, I remember. So you got no. God, likes. I wish I still had. I wish I still had my notebook, my notes from that that Hideo Kojima thing that I the to the Death Stranding thing I went to a Tribeca f- film festival where oh it was God. like before anyone before we knew anything about what the fuck that game was gonna be, and he just said like it's about the internet or something like that and i was like writing the shit down and i was like what the fuck am i writing down <laughs> uh but i guess for you it was about lack of it i mean is that the equivalent of like a pacifist playthrough of of like skyrim or something like playing with no internet yes let's say it is Um, I think it's a special achievement that uh wait so you played that game without any of the like other players building things a good portion of it oh my god Rob I don't remember that coming up when we talked about because I did I I realized what had happened uh, but you never you didn't you you know you you didn't ethically disclose that you didn't turn on the internet you just just sat in your realization (laughs) no I mean like I turned it I, I played a bunch of it with the features activated, but like it kept logging me out early in the build. And mm. then at some point it never logged me back in. And I was just like, damn, I guess this is just going to like start up when the servers finally fire up. But like, this is not working right now. Uh, <laughs> oh, and God. then like, finally, I was like, this has got to be working. Like these highways are unworkable by myself. Uh, so I just need to, I, I need to see what people have done. Uh, and it, it turned out I, I may have even slightly preferred, uh, my little, my little lonely Island. Really? Yeah. It no. just made me so angry when I saw poorly placed zip lines. Like I was like, <laughs> who the fuck would have put that there? God damn. You don't have to use it. Is it disrupting but it's there. your it's landscape in the world. Though? I can see it. It's just <laughs> ugly. Mm hmm. And then, like twenty feet away, there's another zip line. It's also shit, and it's like, <laughs> god damn it! Like is fucking this, measure people. Is this editor brain happening right here? Like you see something? No, you this fix is just it? Rob. This is just this Rob. Is, like is that a, <laughs> maybe it's why Rob became an editor. <laughs> sure, like that's part of like a career path funneling through 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 <laughs> through interests um, and attitudes. But let's. Uh, <laughs> You're just you're just up there in the mountains trying to enjoy the 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 wintry mountains and there's all these poorly placed like anchor lines and such and it's like all these garbage climbing expeditions that just failed around you and of course they failed uh because these people clearly didn't know what they were doing 
Um, whereas mine were positively decorations of the landscape. I was improving it. Uh, I was in the world of Death Stranding and adding to its natural beauty and wonder. Mm. Uh, you get lots of likes. Of course, you, you get lots of likes for your shit. Once I logged in, yeah. <laughs> Are you sure about that? What if people were like, what? fuck this. I'm going to just smack my shit down right here. Pop. Well, Dislike. I mean, that happened too. Like sometimes I would have a perfectly placed thing and then some like fucking a hacks thing was like 20 feet away and everyone was using that. And it's like, that's just because <laughs> you see it first. That's just because you see it first. But if you went a little further, you'd see that I have a better ascent line. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, Death Stranding director's cut. Uh, I made the director's cut of Zipline Network's <laughs> uh, and I wish you could have experienced it if I'd remembered to log in. Uh, mm. So, as I am the only one who's playing games, let me just check in on two things I played this weekend. I did a little detective work with the uh. early cases of Hercule Poirot. Oh, um, and what? it's cute. It's very it's a it's a microids uh, adventure game. It's not too dissimilar from frogware stuff um it's a i Wait. admire the fact that the artists what's the was that the actual title by the way yeah the uh the what <laughs> oh the early cases of hercule Poirot. early case okay or maybe i got the title wrong no that's fine it's fine i'm just making sure now i'm, I'm looking it up <laughs> yeah okay cool Poirot. yeah oh sorry oh my god <laughs> Wait, why am I seeing these for three hundred dollars? Excuse because me, that's a book. Oh, that's the wrong one. Okay. <laughs> in my defense, what? I'm glad defense, I defense, In the past, they made Agatha Agatha Christie's Agatha Christie's Ascule Poirot. Excuse me. <laughs> The early cases, which yeah. you can buy for just $300 on Amazon. <laughs> what? That's a steal. I am playing Hercule Poirot, the first cases. The ah. first cases. Crucial okay. difference. I think they've imagined a new past for Hercule Poirot. Like, he's, he starts out as kind of a disgraced cop, uh, having gotten an ill-advised Ill shootout. I don't remember this from the mysteries, but... Uh, <laughs> You you've sort of been exiled uh, to the to rural Belgium uh, to do detective work. Uh, they they imagined for their artist's rendering of Hercule Poirot. Um, you can sort of see David Suchet's Poirot uh, from the TV series in there, but like hotter. Like they <laughs> they mm. definitely were like, what if uh, what if David Suchet was like a sex symbol? Uh, as almost assuredly he was in his younger days. Uh, I'm just assuming here. Um, it's it's kind of charming. It's cute. It's not as uh, ambitious as like some of the Frogwares games you might find. It has the problems of so many detective games, which is that how do you create mechanics around detective fiction where like you want the player to like go through the process, like solving the case, but how do you like, cr like render that in, in game mechanics and where this keeps tripping me up is that there's a tons of play. There's tons of places where the game wants you to make deductions that are so obvious that you'd just be like, but you just told me the thing. And so like, you'll get stuck. I get stuck because the game will give you like two pieces of information, which is like, 
Okay, so you know this woman is uh like selling her all her like art and you found a letter from the phone company that their service is cut off uh for non-payment. Hmm. But until you connect those two things, you don't unlock the observation that like hey, this person's having some money problems. What does um, it mean to connect to is is it like a You go a to a little like- string murder board thing? Mm. Um, and you like create the strings, uh, linking pieces of information. And when you link a good one, Poirot's like, ah, a stroke of genius. <laughs> and then new leads open up. Um, but if you connect the wrong ones, he's like, no, this is, I, I must use logic. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I love that the uh that the little sound bite for this is your mind is your best asset. I'm always it's true. saying this. He's he's very proud of his uh little gray cells. Oh yeah. He's yeah. that is that a is that a poro saying? That's a poroism. Oh, yeah. okay. Little gray uh, so, cells. Yeah. Yep, the the little gray cells is is intellectual matter uh that allows him to solve the cases. Um yeah, it's it's cute. I sort of like spent a lot of the weekend uh, trying to solve these cases, having mm. some success, but also looking up some walkthroughs and being like, I don't know what two pieces of information this game expects me to link together to uh, solve the the thing that's clearly like going on here. Um, that's so like like you can make the deduction before the game allows you to mechanically present the deduction that you've made already. It's like. So you'll have the whole spider web murder board thing yeah. with different facts and information you've gleaned from like studying the crime scene and interviewing uh, witnesses. And all mm-hmm. these things will exist as like nodes on this little map. Mm. And you click on one node and then you draw a little string to the node that you think is like related. Mm-hmm. And once you've connected those two nodes, a new observation or insight unlocks that opens up further connections. Right. I guess um, I guess my my like dread when it comes to detective games like this is ending up in the place where I'm just connecting every possible option to yes. whatever node that I need to to connect to move forward because I I know the answer but I don't know like what the game thinks the the material evidence for that is and and that's just like the worst place to be in yeah in my in my opinion for like a, I mean I oftentimes that will happen with like a Phoenix Wright game for me where I'm just like at the point where I'm like I know I know that I I know that I have the case solved but I'm just not picking up the right piece of evidence or whatever yes. at the right point in this in this monologue that I'm I'm missing something which is yeah, like very disorienting so to the whole like mystery of it all. Yeah, and and so you end up doing the adventure game thing a lot, where it's yeah. um, just using clue on other clue until stuff breaks open. Um, like it's the the thing is, I like Poirot a lot. Like I love. I'm on a big inner war detective fiction kick right now. Um, I'm you know knee deep in Peter Whimsy novels. Uh, like I enjoy the setting. I enjoy the premise for these things. Who doesn't love a good drawing room mystery where it's like 
you know, a gaggle of rich assholes have been invited to a country estate and one of them is going to be killed and one of the others did it. And you just kind of like unravel what's going on. (laughs) That's fun. I'm here for it. Like, you know, the minute it started with and you're snowed in so nobody can leave. I'm like, fuck, yes. Love to be snowed in at the at the murder mansion. Um, So, like, I think if you're willing to put up with that uh, and and I think anyone who likes detective games like this has basically made their peace with these mechanics, but ultimately these mechanics are also the reason that like a lot of people end up driven away from them as well. Uh, which is that like Frogwares games would proceed according to the same logic where it's like, okay, this is not a hard case. Like I know what's going on here, but I have to just sort of whack these different observations together until stuff happens. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Whack-a-mole at that point. And it's just like, yeah, what are we doing here? <laughs> Um, but well, what we're doing like a here. Cute game. <laughs> what? I said it sounds like a cute game. It is. I, mean, I like handsome uh, detectives. It's yeah, it's fun. Um, I like. I found it very chill. Phoenix, right? uh, it was very low impact. <laughs> Natalie, I you should check out the new Phoenix Wright if you like uh, handsome detectives. Handsome detectives. Yeah, I've I've given Phoenix Wright a few tries. I haven't played. The new one, I would like to. I think those games are good. I think I just, it like, again, it's like there's like a tedium to it um, that I I don't like just like the door shutting in my face over and over and over again because I, you know, I'm not doing, I guess, what's the difference between that and like jumping at the wrong time in like a, like a platformer jumping puzzle or whatever you know right. so it's it's the same it's the same thing i think i just get a little bit more frustrated in that being stuck in that type of mechanic than in other ones but i i i have a great appreciation for phoenix right i think they're good video games i just haven't really sat down and gotten through one i've tried a lot of them yeah. but i haven't really gotten gotten all the way through one this one's nice i feel like it makes the questions it's asking a little clearer than some of the earlier games. Um, probably because people have had that complaint for, for the series for a while. Um, also, mm-hmm. it's not, I guess, not technically Phoenix Wright, but just great Ace Attorney, different guy. Um, Wait, isn't Phoenix... Phoenix Wright isn't in it, no. This is like... But he's the but he's an Hello? Ace Attorney. What? No, uh, sorry. Apollo was the Ace Attorney. Uh... <laughs> Wait, who is wait, Phoenix Wright? Wait, Fe- Phoenix Wright is just a lawyer. Wait. He's an attorney. It's not Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney? I think it is. It is. It is. This is but Phoenix Wright. Apollo, Apollo was the more recent one. And <laughs> well, this is who. I know who is. it is. Okay, who. <laughs> so, so Apollo, Phoenix Wright is. Oh, yeah. Apollo Justice. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Okay, so like. They don't. Neither of them show up in this one, though, except that they're they're like lookalikes. Do basically they're lookalikes oh, from a okay. uh, hundred years earlier, basically, because it takes place in the past. It takes place in like oh, uh, okay, the early um, oh, I forget what it's called, but the era of Japan where they're starting to open up trade wider than like they had like one port town for a very long time, and yeah, major, like, yeah, yeah. So like right around there, as they're like starting to do more you know, cultural exchange with uh, other countries. Um, but so, yeah, those are different characters technically. So they called it the great, the great attorney instead of it's not Phoenix, right? Anymore. Um, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, I think, I think good mystery is good cute. detective stuff. <laughs> yeah, mostly it's like uh, the writing is 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 very fun. I don't think it's like ever gotten super difficult to like uh, suss out what the answers are, and I think that's better than the uh, going the opposite way of like it being completely unclear what the game is even asking of you, yeah. like trying to make leaps of logic that are a little too like oh too step like too many steps removed from what is in front of you um but yeah i, I still yeah. have to get back and f- finish more of that because god there's just the games keep coming and they don't stop coming <laughs> <laughs> you what? know that's really just how how video games be yeah in in this i thought he was of- gonna start doing the rest of all-star <laughs> um that was that was my dream. I mean I'm always I my waiting reference. for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh all right, we're gonna take a quick break here because you know what else doesn't stop coming? Mm. Questions. And we're gonna start digging into that old bucket uh in just a second here. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. And we're back. So we have some important information here from Rich in North Wales. Rich has a question, but also an insight. Quick question. What's your favorite personal life hack? Is it one that you've discovered or invented? One that you find now you can't live without? Mine is a simple but satisfying one. I've begun to pour out my beer soda whilst beer slash soda while holding the can at a 90 degree rotation. Basically, the opening at the top of the can is now side on. It reduces the froth and is an incredibly satisfying little life hack. That's I'm out of beer, so I couldn't try this. It's it's does that I don't know about even? 90 degrees. I was always going at it from like a 45 45. Like we're both like one. Yeah. And then and then you kind of as as you're tipping, as you're losing, yeah. uh, you know, and then you kind of go like that. It, and then you end up with a, a straight line going up. You know what I mean? For people listening uh, who couldn't see Natalie's hands, she was sort of describing a motion in which you slowly bring the things into the vertical. Uh, yes. The things being the, gl- the glass and the, and, the, and the beer can. Yes. Um, but, yeah. but maintaining a 90 degree is very interesting. Well, it's, I don't know, I'm trying to think, it's like pouring the beer out the side of the can, almost. Like, it, it, it sort of has to go dangerous. over the lip. I feel like the wrong, the wrong, the wrong to uh, turn on on the lip of that can will have it start to dribble down the side of the can a little bit, you know? Yeah. I'm worried about yeah. this. I don't like this. Oh. We so, just have to try it. Do any of y'all have little little hacks, little things that you do that have uh, sped up 
the the course of life that have enhanced your life uh that that now are like core to your being i was trying to think of this i'm sure i do but i feel like part of the issue is that like it was just inherently over time you just do it it and then like you forget that you like that you're doing something differently than than how people otherwise do the thing so i was trying i've I've been trying to i would i was hoping that other people would have ideas and that something would rattle into my into my brain um I don't know if this is like a life hack, but it's something that I've taken the time to start doing, which I think is bettering my life, <laughs> which is I'm I trim my candle wicks when they're after using them and I snuff my candles with a little candle snuffer and that seems to do a good job of preventing like the terrible like the you burn a candle right yeah. the the purpose of burning a candle is to make yum smell yummy smells in house and <laughs> then when you blow it out smell bad smell like smoke Bad smell. I kind of love that smell. Light other, light, say, uh, light other candle to, to, to light, cover then, old candle. Light, yeah. <laughs> but then run out of candle. Then ah. then have to sleep. Have to sleep sometime. <laughs> and who who will burn next candle when you sleep? Need Rob need will. Rob will. need roommate <laughs> with alternate schedule <laughs> yeah, to keep lighting. <laughs> If there's one thing that never goes wrong, it's roommates and candles. Uh, <laughs> just just good shit right there. And also, I will say that uh, whenever I light a candle, I always for the first time, I always make sure to to light it so that the whole top of the candle um, becomes melted before I blow it out. Because then you prevent your candle from tunneling. Yeah. Oh, right. And well, some candles if, just t- tunnel. N- not you if you light them long enough. You got to leave it long enough because candles have basically like a burn memory. So for however long you let it go the first time, however long you lit it the first time, it will always bur- it will always melt to that same point. So if you go all the way and the whole top is melted, then every time you burn it, it the whole top will be and you'll get the all of your candle rather than getting like one little pillar in the middle huh mm-hmm well now Life i need hack. to do i need to do different experiments on candles <laughs> oh, there's like no. a way if you've if you've ended up tunneling your candle and they it's not tunnel. burning they sh- sh- that's not how candles are supposed to work wow rob you have <laughs> wow. just dislodged a long held belief by rob which now he has like, now repeated that's it twice what they do. like no 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 natalie let me show you something they rob. tunnel hold on it's not going to be a big candle. This is going to be bullshit. She's going to bring out a little candle. The type yeah. that doesn't the, the type that doesn't tunnel. I'm guessing at least four inches in diameter. Take it out, Let's Rob. Shit. Look at that. Look at that. That's flat. Wow. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of fucking amazing. Pure. <laughs> Honestly. Like this pure. Hold on. Let me do influencer hand. YouTube hand. There you okay, go. so we can look at this. There's a highly refre- reflective lavender, uh, like candle holder cylinder. Yes, this and is it's perfectly a- level. Yeah, perfectly. Yes, it's it's a perfectly level candle. So yeah, that's why you got it. You gotta, and you when you burn, you want to make sure the wick is always pointing straight up because if you have it angled like a certain way, then it'll push. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. 
I'm so happy I you could actually. You gotta control the wick. <laughs> you gotta control the wick. You gotta make sure wick stays small. Look how small my wick is. You see that? Yeah. Small wick. It's pretty <laughs> short. It's pretty straight. Pretty straight. Yeah. And the first time I burned this, I let the whole thing become melted, and now it burns the whole thing every time. And then, yeah. I'm shaken. Rob, we're going to cut to Thursday. Rob has bought $200 worth of candles. He has, he's going to be doing a Twitch. One of the Twitch streams is just going to be him watching these watch candles yeah. burn. Look at this shit. People got like dog cams, panda cams. Rob's got a candle cam. Honestly, candle Rob, cam. if you wanted to set up a candle cam that you were checking in on every so often, but was just going for like 24 hours. We've had worse ideas. I like. <laughs> I would put that on can one of my please, TVs, like please? it was. Yeah. Uh, like what do they? What do they call those things? The Yule log, you know, yeah. uh, things gonna, that people put on. Rob, you have to have some ready for um, our stalkers. That feels like the right as like you know, a small flame instead instead of uh, sitting next to the the fire in the zone. You're gathered around a tiny candle. The candle cam <laughs> yeah. comes up. Candle yeah, cam. the candle cam comes up. <laughs> That's great. Rob running an only OnlyFans for his candle cam. <laughs> <laughs> well, now he can because they, yeah. Hmm. Only cans <laughs> for candles. Hmm. Right. That's uh, the type of cans that. Uh, only cans sounds like something else. <laughs> Kata, you got any little life hacks? Fucking no. I feel like I must. Nope. I, no I, hacking I, of I, life for Kato. No. Just, like all, just full all, game, full game mode for Kato all the time. Yeah, it's I'm like always all, all my, constantly struggling with life. <laughs> uh, all my life hacks these days are like, what are the white lies I can get away with with my kids to get them to do things, right? Like, and like nah. that goalpost is always changing. <laughs> yeah. To like the one that always sticks out to me, I, I was like so proud of myself when like it was deployed and it and it, and it worked. It was uh, you're always trying to expand like the like what your kids will eat. And a lot of that is, uh, oh, they like a thing. How can I dress up the thing they have or give them like a variation on it that's close enough? You know, so it's like, oh, all kids love pasta. It's like, oh, well, can you give them, you know, like spinach pasta and other things that like, oh, you throw some butter on it. And it's like, that's that's much healthier than whatever standard thing they're eating. We were trying to get her, uh, uh, my oldest to uh, try fish sticks because fish sticks rule. And a lot of fish sticks when I was younger. But if you're used to chicken nuggets, uh, it's got a different taste. So I, mm-hmm. she was like, in the bath, like inner element, we don't normally let her eat when she's taking a bath. But I was like, all right, what if I like like a special treat? I'm going to try something new here. So like Ooh. you can have it in the bath and like just be careful. And I like like slid this, slid the fish sticks over with other things that she likes. It's like, what's this? These are chicken nuggets. I'm like, oh, it's like, you know, sometimes we uh, you have chicken nuggets at home and then we go to McDonald's and there's different kinds of chicken nuggets. But you still like them. They're still chicken nuggets. It's like, yeah. I was like, well, these are just a different kind of chicken nugget. Like, it's just new. It's like a different shape. It's like, oh, all right. Wow. Takes a bite out of it. It's like, you know, I'm waiting, waiting. What do you think? It's like, this is a great chicken nugget. It's like, I'm I'm happy. And she's like, tore through them. Like, and then ate like an entire bag in like t- in two weeks, constantly asking for the for the fish sticks. So it's stuff like that. And then yeah. as as you get older, realizing that the life hack does like another one was uh gating ipad use with the passcode um and then i was sitting with my oldest and she was she was right next to me she's like can i watch something on the ipad uh, uh i was like uh well in, in a minute you know i'm finishing something up and i uh, look over 
And I was like, but you can hold it while I like finish up whatever I was doing. And like, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. Uh, she puts in the passcode. And I was like, you don't know the passcode. She's like, I, yes, I do. I watch you do it. And I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you memorized the passcode. I'd never seen her do it before. And then finally I was like, all right, well, now I guess I'll just give you the iPad and you can punch the passcode in in yourself and so like like for for me a lot of i feel like i i probably used i used to have more things personally and now it's just all gone into to parenting and then it's just like what are those little cheats that i can do to get things like slightly easier um along the way while while parenting and those are the ones that came to mind when i when i tried to think of it from that angle anyway that's very good it's all life hacks here in some ways but are they really hacks if each one is associated with some sort of special item or purpose-built piece of equipment uh <laughs> that like does the thing i don't know that it, that it does I mean, rob, rob like you know i feel like the story of your life is like constant pursuit of of life hacks but like then you just find a new life hack you want to get interested in and so you're just stuck with with with, with all these potential life hacks that you have yet to take advantage of uh i will tell you okay there's there's two things that are immensely useful uh, that I'm looking at in my kitchen right now that like are are cheap and like they're so uh, why didn't I think of that and it's because other people did one <laughs> uh, little bacon press oh. a little cast basically yeah. cast iron yeah. uh, like flat slab that you warm up on your griddle or your pan and so now the heat comes from both sides but most importantly it holds down whatever you're cooking so if you want to make sure it maintains all that good contact with the cooking surface and get that uh, uh, mallard reaction really going. The the little press does that mm. and it holds mm. it down um, and really puts a good sear on it. So that's that's one thing that like now that I've got it, like couldn't live without that. Uh, the other thing is the butter bell, uh, the butter bell, which keeps butter at a perfectly soft and spreadable temperature um, while also not making it like go rancid uh, from being left out. Butterbell. 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 Butter I'm looking this up. So butterbell. The butterbell. Imagine that little canister ah. Natalie showed us. Yes. Now imagine there's like a couple inches of water in the bottom of that of the canister. And then you've got a bell-shaped thing that the wide end fits the canister. What the uh, fuck? but then it tapers uh toward toward the top. And so it perfectly seals off that canister. Uh, like it's a cylinder, but on the inside, uh, it's 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 a bell shaped. And what, what you do is you put your butter in that when it's soft, and it has enough uh, like it's packed in tightly enough that it's like sticking to the inside of the bell. Mm. Um, but because it's sitting out at room temperature, it doesn't get like hard the way butter does in the fridge, and like have to like come up to temperature for an hour or two. Uh, so it's always just ready to go. So if you like toast and everything, you don't have to think like, damn, I'm going to make toast in two hours. I better have that butter ready. The butter's just there and it's ready to go. Oh, that's my life hack. I found my what? life hack through Rob's life hack. You put the butter on the toast as you put it into the toaster. It just melts in the but, toaster. Well, I mean, but, I have a toaster oven. I have a toaster to spread oven. That's it. it. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's vertical. No, 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 yeah, no. Like, it's not, not like a... <laughs> Yeah, not like a pop-up toaster. A toaster oven where you lay the pieces flat. I was trying to imagine. I'm like, how does that work? It's just a toaster full of butter after a couple of days. 
But you still have the spreadability issue, don't you? No, you just put like it on there. Still- a, a little pat. You just place the pat on there. Halfway through the toasty oh. thing, it, it's basically melted. I'll I'll open it up, scrape nah, it. No, it'll bit, be cu- it'll create uh-huh. a soft spot, Kato. It won't be like where's the butterbell? You just slather it on perfectly even, <laughs> like you're like you're mortaring a brick. But this yeah, but this life hat still requires additional equipment. We haven't I it guess It requires Patrick, a small equipment. Like small. I have I have one life hack that requires nothing. Yeah. No additional equipment. Which is when you have an avocado and you you know not often do you use the whole avocado when you want, you know, sometimes you just want a couple slices whatever. Yeah. So, life hack Run the rest of the avocado, pitted or not pitted, doesn't matter, under cold water and put it in an airtight container. So like a, you know, Ziploc bag or like a little, you know, whatever, a little Tupperware. And that will keep the avocado for like at least the rest of the day, if not till the next morning. Without okay. u- the use of lemon or, you know, the other sort of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hacks. That was going to be my life hack. When you don't use all of an avocado, turn the rest of it into guac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is a very good one. Well, not forever, but still. A couple of days, depending on how much lime you toss in there, which for me is like an entire lime. Yeah. I love I'm lime. A, I'm a big, big fan of Can lime. I- okay. I did a Google search. Hmm. From simplemost.com, the 16 best life hacks of all time to make your life easier. I want to share some of these. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. With you. Here we go. All right. This is the first one that came to mind. If I saw someone doing this in their home, I would, I would just, I would just, I would just turn around and go away. Three, pen spring protection. Apply a pen spring around your cords to keep the ends from fraying. Yeah. Just what you need what? to protect all of those phone and laptop cords. Yep. And there is an image of an old, you remember the old giant, like fat uh, iPhone three uh, M- connector? Yeah. Um, but like, whatever. With, with, with someone, yeah, with someone, I guess, b- busted open one of their pens uh, and took the spring and put it around it. Uh, this is that's real hacky to me. Um, here's another one. This is actually, you know, this seems really uh, important. Um, check your cell phone while house hunting. Make sure you've got cell service while you're house hunting. You wouldn't want to move into a place where you couldn't take calls. Life hack. Life hack. <laughs> Life hack. You know, this one, when you're on the market now, <laughs> we're getting a little weirder. I feel like Rob is good. Well, Rob and Kato specifically are going to have some thoughts on number eight mm. uh, on this list. Um, cut perfect cinnamon rolls with floss. Ew. Oh, Believe yeah. it or not, sure. dental floss will help you slice through dough with ease, giving you perfectly shaped cinnamon rolls, cookies, and more. You're using floss? Look, you're just you're out here thinking, using floss? Everyone's, everyone's out here thinking like, oh, but what about that weird minty wax shit on it? You, there is floss that is not covered in shit, that it's just string, basically, that you can get that would be good for this exact... You're yes. taking it but out then of you're your... Buying, but then it's not floss anymore. It's cinnamon floss. roll cutting string. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm not going to use that piece of floss later, but... Wait, why the fuck don't people have piano wire? Because <laughs> nobody has, nobody, nobody else has. Who's like, got you know, an at-home piano these days? Who's who's out here buying giant What's wheels of piano? cheese? You're the only one going straight to your cheesemonger and getting the entire wheel uncut, Rob. I'm sorry. <laughs> you live that full cheese wheel life. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, those, those are very good life hacks, Patrick. I got one more. I got one more. Oh. Fill a large bus bucket what with a dustpan. What is this? The only word I can think of to describe this hack right now is brilliant. And it shows <laughs> someone oh my God. has taken a dustpan. Um, so imagine a sink. Yeah. Uh, and, and you put a dustpan and you kind of prop that up underneath the sink um, so that the like the wide part of the dustpan, you got the handle. And like imagine you're fu- funneling the water from from the dustpan into the, I guess this requires the handle being like hollow. Um, yeah. Uh, and then that is taking the water and uh, putting it into uh, a, a large bucket at the bottom for all those times. You're, you know, you how, you're your trying to fill this large bucket, <laughs> you know. This feels, this feels, and you don't have a shower. I don't like this image. (laughs) This is cursed. I I hate it. (laughs) I hate it. This bathroom gives me bad vibes. It's like, I don't know where we are. I, it's, I'm not liking the energy of this. I'm, I'm uh, saying no to this. This exists in the oldest house somewhere. That this the, feels like a subway bathroom. Ozzy would never. The the bucket and the and the uh and the 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 dustpan are both two halves of a of a item of power, object of power. Yeah. Need to fuse yeah. for full for maximum maximum strength. I don't like it. I don't like that image. Sorry. No, it's very bad. All right. So Next question comes from uh, Jackson Hall. Jackson writes, Hey, y'all. The two pillars of my favorite uh, forever games, any Monster Hunter game and, of course, Stardew Valley. I've never repurchased and re-engaged for multiple hundreds of hours per platform than Stardew. I can count up to three consoles where I've dropped money for it. So, question. Which games have you purchased on, uh, purchased and seriously engaged with on multiple platforms? Do you find the different hardware context reveals something novel about the gaming experience? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh mine's easy. I've Destiny. I've played Destiny yeah. on multiple things and uh Is that is that what they mean though? I feel like this is more, you know, hey, I'm buying Mario 15 years later. I don't know, it's like Destiny being like but a perpetual use- platform as a, you know, it's like a a service. Like you have to get onto the new platform. Like the others no, are being no, left like- behind. Well, no, I mean, like, concurrently. Like, I can play Destiny currently right now on my PS5 and on my PC, and those two, diff- like, I spent money on both of those separately. Oh, sure, 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 right. yeah, yeah, I understand, I understand that. And, like, I feel like the difference there actually, honestly, um, I don't know, Destiny's one of the only uh, FPSs that I think feels good to play on a controller. Like everything else feels bad to me because I'm so used to their like particular tuning and it doesn't translate because they're like like uh specific like bullet magnetism and aim assist is like very, very specific. Um so I'm really bad at FPSs on controller aside from uh aside from Destiny. Kato, I have an urgent question. Yeah. Does Destiny on PS five use those haptic triggers? Uh, like, do you feel like trigger weight? You can on turn it off. Guns? Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's an option. I think I turned it off on 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 purpose oh, no. because uh, I was if, like, if they've got trigger weight, I'm all the way in. <laughs> yeah, they do. It was distracting to me when I first uh, tried Destiny Two on PS5, but it's cool. You might yeah, like it. 
I liked it. I liked the trigger weight. It felt good. I actually think it felt good on um Deathloop recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know something about the like pace of Destiny. I felt like I was pressing it too often usually. Yeah, I could see it being a bit much. Because I like, like I like like to use um hand cannons, which are very much like your tap 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 instead of like holding it down for like a full auto or a or a you know pulse rifle or anything like that. So when I had to press it that many times, I was like, ah, this is not, I don't think this is working as well as they think it would. <laughs> yeah. I I think a, uh, an interesting part of the question is like, is the different hardware context revealing something new about the gaming experience? I feel like with De- Destiny specifically, like I go to my PS4 versus my PC for, for different reasons like right if i'm if i'm do if i'm playing competitively like i'm doing a raid or trying to like accomplish something like mechanically challenging i will play on pc but if i'm just like running around the you know kind of doing like daily tasks or whatever i find that i gravitate towards my ps4 because it's a more like chilled out yeah experience where i feel like i'm more like honed in sitting at my pc totally laid laid there's definitely yeah destiny has those two modes it's couch couch destiny and and like sitting forward at the pc destiny uh and you know with with the humble lap dog you need not choose (laughs) no okay even with the lap dog you're still sitting up i'm talking full fucking slouch on that couch, oh, you know, fucking yeah, up my back true. probably, but it feels good in the moment, kind of slouch, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, and it's just yeah, it's like the it's it's um it's fun that that game has that kind of variance in it, but because mm-hmm. I like really really enjoy uh the high end of that, but sometimes you don't your brain don't want it, <laughs> like yeah, I, I can't raid twenty four seven. Sometimes it's just gonna like. All right, let's see what the new story bits are. <laughs> Definitely. I think so for a long time I was just a PC guy. Um like I just played on everything on PC. And so I got really used to just PC ports and that was my normal. Like mm. I was just I I fully accepted everything that came with a PC port. And so there was stuff that like didn't register with me as being as bad as it was, uh but like I didn't realize how many like ports are basically faking analog stick input with like mouse motions and everything uh, until yeah. I finally started playing more on consoles a few years ago. And suddenly it was all I could see when I was playing like slightly iffy PC ports. And like it was like suddenly I couldn't handle them anymore. Uh, Dead Space <laughs> is the one where I realized I was, I was kind of ruined for this, uh, where I was playing Dead Space on PC and then I started playing it on uh, Xbox, and I was like, holy shit, this game feels, like, really good. And then I went back to my further along save on on PC, and suddenly I was like, oh my god, Isaac's just, like, shithouse drunk. Like, nothing <laughs> nothing feels right in this game. Like, yeah. it, like nothing tracks right. Uh, the motion feels off and weird. Um, and it was really hard to put my finger on, but it just felt profound. Like suddenly it all felt very alien. Whereas before it had felt like just a different expression of like mouse and keyboard movements. Um, yeah. and so like to a degree, I, what I kind of miss is, um, when 
I would basically only have the option of playing everything on PC. Um, like I had people say like, oh, it has a terrible PC port. And I never really got that complaint because I was like, seems fine to me. <laughs> and then once I started playing more on console, I was like, oh, uh, yeah, okay. I feel like I have this thing with basically every third person game. I don't know what it is, but that viewpoint specifically mm-hmm. is wired into my brain as like, a, I want to use a, a, a gamepad for this. I like guess the only time if I'm playing something on PC where I'm like gonna pull out a gamepad and plug it in, because uh, otherwise for, for yeah for first person stuff it's always mouse and keyboard, but like yeah I don't know what it, the something about the way that they I I haven't found one that feels particularly good. I think the surprise the one the one that we played recently actually aliens uh aliens uh elite fire team elite or whatever it's called uh i've, I've been playing that with uh, a mouse and i haven't felt the the normal kind of squigginess i do with third per- other third person games it feels like the they tuned that pretty well to be doable yeah. with a mouse where normally like i don't know like I played the division yeah, I, back in the day and i was like this feels weird without a controller or uh yeah other things like that. yeah i don't think it's the the controls that are causing us problems in that game right <laughs> right yeah <laughs> might be the fire team mm. <laughs> might have to consider a line kato you and i are undefeated <laughs> when playing with an with a robot 100 <laughs> percent win rate mm-hmm. for playing with the robot companion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Work and Joe uh, pulled 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 weight. Yeah, yeah. You know, you always know, uh, and 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 we did. Um, hey, important, urgent question. Okay, we're getting to this late, so this person might have already been uh, kicked out of their building by now. But what? Howdy, friends. If you are an upstairs neighbor, how late is too late to do a possibly noisy activity? Fishing for an answer that says it's okay for me to do a light workout at 8.30. Much thanks, anxious night owl. 8.30 at night? That's not late. Yeah. That's not, That's nothing. I was... I feel I, like it might depend on your city. This question screams they are dropping weights on the floor. Squeeze. Or they're doing like a like a high like a hit, like a high interval one where you're doing a lot of uh-huh, jumping, uh-huh. you know, yeah. where you're like crashing like i mean nobody's gonna like that any time of day honestly yeah but if so like if i you know if it's 9 a.m you're you know and you understand like oh they're working out although that only goes on for like 20 minutes it's what you know i've spent a lot of my life living in in apartments and dealing with like different (laughs) no like there are like this question is in the spirit of like yeah you're gonna hear your neighbors but like what's the context and like how much can you put up with i feel like 8 30 is probably it depends on how long you're gonna go for right like if it's weights or if it's a hit uh you know, if you're talking like 20, 30 minutes, I feel like that's pretty... Also, you need, I guess it's, if it's stacked apartments in which, uh, like, the layouts are similar, like, do you know that you're above their bedroom? That's great or you question. Above right. Living room, that's right? A if you're above a bedroom yeah. and, like, that's, like, you're going to do something in a bedroom, I feel like that changes, like, you know, when you're going to do something. If it's a living room or it's a kitchen and you know what below there is, is the living room or the kitchen, uh... I think that would influence like what I was doing, how long I was doing it, and like what the threshold uh, uh, is. Uh, um, Still, eight thir- you know. and For also, reason, are eight- my downstairs neighbors 
Like, are they, do they have young children? Have they yelled at me before? Right. Some some people just had like, I don't know how the walls work with the noise tolerances. Like that's almost like part of like being a new place is like, I don't normally have a subwoofer, but I'm going to connect it and like see what I can get away with before I hear a (laughs) knock, knock, knock. (laughs) Then you're like, oh, okay. So we've hit. Can't do that. Yeah. We know the threshold. I would say living in New York, I wouldn't get pissed until if I was a downstairs neighbor until like 10 after yeah, 10, I, I feel like it's it's nighttime mode. 9.30, some people, you know, they get off work late. They got stuff going on. That's fine. So, but you got to wrap it up by 10. Because I feel yeah. like 10, we're moving into sleepy time. Yeah, I think that's fair. I just like, that's what I was so surprised by. Like, 8.30 seems so early compared to, to 8.30 seems early to me. It's like, yeah, you're fine, I think. I think I would assume you're totally chill until a couple hours from then. I will say uh, the one night where maybe that's not true. Sunday night. I feel like Sunday night you're running up against. You got to be a little more cautious on a Sunday night. But other than that, I think most days I would agree with you that um, you're you're probably you're probably fine. But I I could see 830 on a Sunday if I'm going to (laughs) start banging the floor with something that, that maybe I might give it some pause. Yeah. I remember the, uh, we, when I, one of the places I lived in LA, uh, it was like the fanciest place that my wife and I have ever stayed in because when I worked for G4, we were moving to Los Angeles, didn't have a car. Um, so we needed to get somewhere that was walking distance to the G4 offices, which like really limited the scope of places that we could get. Um, and it was, uh, right down the street from the La Brea tar pits and oh, yeah. they were just, they were just in the middle of like building out that area for other than just being like expensive houses for people to own. Um, Like they were putting in some more like modern like condos and apartments and things like that. And so there was a building about a block from the G4 offices that was brand, brand fucking new. And we went, we looked through it just for the the fun of it. It was like, ah, like what if, you know, a world, you know, like this is where I, you know, I was, I had a, you know, we were living in LA. I think I was going to be making like, I don't know, 62. My wife, uh, had been laid off and was moving, had found like an office job where she was going to be making like barely minimum wage. Like we didn't have any money. And, and so, uh, we found this place, went through it. And then at the end they were like, oh, so by the way, because this is a brand new building, um, we're offering half off on the rent for the first year. And then it's just going to double. Um, <laughs> like that's just baked into what's going to happen here. It's like, it's not like an incremental increase. It's going to double because that's what we actually want to charge. And it was a little more than probably we should have like been agreeing to, but it came with a pool and a hot tub and a private gym. Fuck yeah. And I was like, we've ne- like, ne- you know, never had anything like that. And it was like, ah, all right, let's, we're going to feel confident that like things are going to work out better for you financially. We can float this. We can make it work. Anyway, so we did that, did it. And it was a wonderful place from that perspective. But I have never been in a place with, it was the first time I'd been in a place, maybe the only time I've been in a place with like private security, like people like roaming the halls who could file noise complaints and like come bark at you about something um, as opposed to neighbors just figuring shit out between one another. Yeah, I don't think And with that. we constantly had issues where we just, the security wouldn't tell you who was complaining, why they were complaining, what part of the apartment was being complained from. Because frequently it was like, hey, is this like an issue where 
we didn't have a subwoofer, but like the speakers are misaligned. Like, can I, what can I do to make this better so that I can enjoy my <laughs> overpriced <You're> apartment <laughs> that's about to become even more overpriced? Um, and also make like my neighbor happy. And the security card be like, yeah, it's a reasonable question. Can't help you. Like, ah. <laughs> and the the absolute uh, worst of this came like very close to the end, where um, I think it was a new Super Mario Brothers had come out for the Wii. And like it had an early copy, had some friends over, we were drinking beers, playing it. And we like had had dinner around the corner and come back and, and we're playing it. And it was, I mean, we're in the eight to eight thirty zone. And this is a Friday night and we're having a great time, like fucking each other, playing the game. And all of a sudden, like eight forty five, knock, knock, knock. I was like, and there's a the security guard. I'm like, yeah, what? <laughs> He's like, oh, we got a complaint that you're laughing too loud. And I was like, you have, you <laughs> What? And he's like, I know, I know, I know. I was like, what am I supposed to do with this information? Not laugh as as loud? He's like, I don't know, dude. I'm just <laughs> No doing more my lobster. Job. And I, I was like, all right, we'll do what we can, I guess. And then like wrote like a note to the to the building afterwards, which was resoundingly just laughed off and like not listened to seriously. But that that was one of the worst experiences I ever had with just then feeling like every time you were in your apartment was painting oh, yeah. needles. It, and then it just terrible. it made it miserable yeah. to live in where you know, it's like, all right, you know, and this was like years ago before like I don't know, like decent consumer headphones. Like we hadn't quite moved to like that era of like consumer electronics as much. And so I you know as I felt like I was just watching movies with the volume like you know, every time it would like, you know, you'd have the, the, the if you have a movie with the mix really bad where like, you know, the dialogue is low and the action's high. I like have yeah. a heart attack that I'm going to get, you know, knocked on by security where, you know, just because Ugh. we're trying to enjoy a movie on Friday night. I think I've told the story before, but um, like one of the worst summers of my life was this illegal sublet. We didn't know it was an illegal sublet until we were already <laughs> in the fucking sublet. Oh, God. Um. Fun. MK was doing an internship out in Boston, so we schlepped out uh, to this a place we could afford, right? Which um, a lot of learning experiences. One, a wide angle lens can make a place look enormous mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. that is yep. not. Um, <laughs> so we get in, and immediately I'm like, "Uh oh, this isn't this isn't three rooms. This is effectively one room. Oh no! Like it's like it's not open plan. It is one room." That they've they've cut up weirdly. Where the illegal sublet thing became a real problem as well uh, is that like the condo board, it was a condo building, didn't know that, um, had only sort of signed off on it. Like parts of it, parts of the condo board have been like, yeah, who gives a shit? It's fine. And other people didn't know at all. Um, the parking that we were supposed to have, if, if you if you know Boston at all, um, what we had, the the parking, the oh, like parking comes to the spot. We get in there. We have a visitor's parking permit and nothing else. Visitor's parking permits in Boston expired after three days. Like it was sort of like family could visit for a weekend and hang the tag in their windshield and like not be not be towed. Uh, But like you have to pay for parking in Boston. Like it's sort of they they sort of control the car population of neighborhoods. Mm. Once they realize that your car is being illegally, illegally parked, you're a ticket magnet. Um, and so I realized like real quick that I'm going to have to play hide the Camry, uh, <laughs> hide the hide the 1997 uh, Toyota Camry in oh, no. 
Elizabeth Warren's neighborhood. Basically, this is where I'm staying. Like I'm staying. I'm living down the street from Elizabeth Warren's house. Oh, my God. Um, it is a very Tony, like Harvard faculty, uh, like Cambridge neighborhood. Um, and I like so like that means the entire summer I am going to be getting out of bed at like six in the morning and moving the car to some sort of distant part of the same parking zone. In the hopes that, like, once again, nobody will notice that this car is just, like, warping around the neighborhood. But then the person above us um, was just this, like, nightmare of a, uh, like, you know, condo owner who, yeah, was doing the same shit, Patrick. We're like, this was, look, don't drag me for this, okay? I listened to a lot of podcasts back in the day. My podcast rotation was a whole lot of wait, wait, don't tell me and slate political gab fest. Hey, we uh, we we did a whole podcast. You know, it, you're good. You're good. We've, yeah. I think you're people understand. Here, Rob. <laughs> yes. And this woman just like started coming downstairs and being like, you're listening to stuff so loud. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm living in Beirut uh, because of like how my whole apartment what? is shaking, um, which was a dumbass statement Ma'am. on multiple levels. Um, <laughs> but so her solution was, you know what? I'm going to be generous here. I'm going to buy you speakers that won't, that won't cause these problems. So she shows up with these cheap ass little, like thin panel speakers uh, with no base. And she's like, see, these will be just as like, now we won't have these issues. And like, did you accept this? gift i did because she was on the condo board and Ah. i'm like this whole thing is like hanging by a thread like we get evicted from this place like the whole internship everything is just fucked um and so for like an entire summer um we're just like huddled in this tiny shitty little house uh listening to stuff real quietly and trying to basically like be as invisible in this place as possible um during this during this nightmare summer while i am hiding this car every morning eventually the cops realize that this camry has been floating around all all summer uh (laughs) so it starts racking up like a month's worth of tickets uh over the course of that like a month's rent worth of tickets uh in like my last three weeks of being in boston but the real kicker was so eventually there's a building-wide uh like garden party and we go (laughs) there (laughs) <laughs> and we realize everybody hates the woman above us. Like she she showed up late to the party and everyone there was incredibly chill. Um, everyone is like, my God, we didn't even know you're staying in the building. Like, why didn't you come say hi? Oh, my God. Like uh, everyone's super friendly. Very cool. Um, people start like t- telling stories about like what a horrible neighbor she is. And like somebody's like, so, you know. Barb filed this complaint against me for walking too loudly in my apartment. Do you fucking believe that? And people are like, that's Barb. Like, she's like <laughs> yeah. So what are you supposed to do? Uh, he's like, I was like, I told her, like, I'm sorry for walking. Uh, I will try to be quiet. Who gives a shit, man? Uh, and they're like, yeah, you just, you know, you just got to let Barb off steam and don't pay any attention to her. We know what's up. And it was like this whole summer, I basically could have just been like, Whatever, lady, do what you're gonna do, and the and the whole apartment building would have been like, shut the fuck up, Barb. <laughs> like no one likes you. Um, you needed in- you needed neighbor solidarity. You couldn't. You didn't. You needed to 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 just talk to your neighbors, and 
You yeah. were so afraid of being found out in your precarious situation. Yeah, and then like so that was that was also my cue. I was like the big speakers are coming out. And big by this standard is like those fucking Alltech Lansing desktop stereo speakers with the tiny little subwoofer. Like that was <laughs> that's what I was bringing back out. I was like I'm going to bounce some wait wait don't tell me in in this place. Uh hey, get ready. Get ready, Barb. Carl Castle's majestic baritone is just going to fuck your shit up. <laughs> um and it did seem to drive her uh like mad in those final weeks and the realization that she couldn't do anything uh and they were basically almost out uh was was incredibly gratifying um the god the the real kicker though was that the woman we sublet from who basically like lied her ass off about what the state of the sublet was she Mm. sent us a fucking bill for the dining room table what for water rings that we left on it um and one, that thing that fucking water rings on it, like that was an old, like I like fuck your table, okay? It was an <laughs> old, like scratch to shit dining room table, and she's legally to, like, enforceable, or is that just she, a we're, ho- was we're why, hoping? It was why she was not giving us back our security deposit. Oh, uh, so she had she had it. She yeah. had leverage. Yep. And uh, yeah, so we're like, yeah, okay, fine. It's it was a small amount. Like I'm not gonna fight you for this. Uh, I hope you have a miserable fucking life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh my god! And judging from the apartment, she did. Um, like it was it was like portrait of a tragic grad student. Uh, in mm. in, in a lot of ways. So like you know, I I hope she uh, continued to just be utterly miserable. Uh, and, I mean, and she Barb has to too. live under Barb. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that that summer was like her 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 one summer away from Barb in her whole life. Just imagining and, how life could be different not living yeah. uh in <laughs> near Barb's Square. Rain. <laughs> oh, we were so far away. Like Patrick, we were we were like three squares away from anywhere you and I have ever been in Boston. Wow. <laughs> like just nowhere. Yeah, no, I this is the um Living around people is hard, um, harder than it should be, especially in these structures. But I can't imagine this being outsourced to security. Uh, at least Barb, I knew what her fucking deal was. Um, <laughs> but sure. like this yeah. whole random, like someone has filed a complaint. And if it's the same person, you at least right. know like, hey, fuck that person. Or Yeah, again, or in a world where there was an issue that I could resolve, like, hey, do you like, is there something specific about the structure of the building or something yeah. you're doing on specific days of the week? Like, I'm, like is your not- bedroom wall shared with where I have like my speakers plugged in? Because right. if so, that like, I don't know what your day is like, what your lifestyle is like. Or like, we-, we swap phone numbers. It's like, hey, this is like yeah. a sensitive evening for me. Like, sure. Okay, great. We will. We'll do something else. We'll go out. You know, I mean, like it was just it was just that's the part that like really bothered me was like the inability to do anything about it um, and to be told that it was a, you know, that was just information they couldn't give out. Just well, the other thing that alarms me, too, about a lot of those like new construction apartment buildings is so often they like photograph well, but they're cheap as hell. And so you oh, get in there and most you're like, of them. yeah, I can just hear through the drywall. Like, there, and, and that was the thing, like the what they were selling here were amenities. Like there was nothing fancy about 
the apartment that we were in. It was a it was a tiny L.A. apartment that had like some really good paint. Um, but that's about it. Like it, the hot tub in the in the pool, which did rule like that. I thoroughly enjoyed that year to be able to get a beer <laughs> and go down and go in a hot tub, you know, a couple nights a week was that was great. Um, um, at least that helped make up for the nightmare of being in the apartment because you could at least leave the apartment and <laughs> and enjoy yourself. Yeah, I'm the thing I'm so happy about with the placement right now is like these old industrial factory floors, like nothing penetrates those. Um, yeah. So like it is I have never including living in suburbs, I've never felt more isolated, like in terms of noise from neighbors. Uh just because like it's like a bunker. And <laughs> that That's that is wonderful. what I need. That's what yeah. I need to feel at home and comfortable. <laughs> um, all right. So last question here. This is from Robbie from Akron, Ohio. Hey, Waypoint crew. Would you rather live in Europe for a year while receiving a 2000 per month stipend or go to the moon for 10 minutes? Your safety is guaranteed either way. No, it's not. It's uh, fucking space. Pitch me again. Pitch me again. Hold on. I need to, I need to hear the details more. Okay, you have a choice. You can go yeah. to the moon for 10 minutes. Yes. Safety so guarantee. You can live in Europe for one year, receiving, for the duration of your stay, $2,000 US per month. What's the dollar to euro conversion right now? <laughs> yeah. Euro. That feels like not enough. One dollar to eighty-six euros, so two thousand. That's getting me about you know seventeen hundred, seventeen hundred euro a month. Hmm. They don't say you have to live on two thousand per month. But that's just extra. You're just getting that. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't really know if I want to fuck with the moon. Fuck the moon. I'm not really interested in going there. I might I like run out of things Earth. to do on the moon in five minutes. <laughs> you don't think you're going to spend all... Yeah, you like all walk t- out, you're like, whoa, okay, I'm ready to go home now, bye. Yeah. <laughs> you're just not going to cool, spend all Earth. ten minutes in the, you know, in awe of the splendor of the tiny, the pale blue dot before you see laid out Do you know how you? small the pale blue dot is from the surface of the moon? It's not big. No. That's all the more, all the more reason to take it all in. You gotta really, you gotta really spend time to look at it because it's kind of hard to find. Europe for a year. <laughs> yeah, here's, the, here's the thing I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't understand about this: is like Europe for a year, but you like are your expenses taken care of? Is this two thousand dollars just like spending money, or like let's is like, it clear? Is, you're are going you surviving to on two thousand a, a year? There's a bucket of cash. It's just two thousand dollars. You got to figure out the rest, but I think that gives you a pretty good starting. It's yeah, uh, it's not work nothing. From home in Europe, I could work from home there. I would go to Europe. I would, I would go, to, go Europe. to Europe. I don't think it's even a question. I feel like if I really, really wanted to, I could figure out Europe in a, in a normal way. But I ain't getting to space with my safety guaranteed. Like if that's the yeah, that's the thing that changes it for point. me is like safety guaranteed. Some magical universe where like I'm gonna be able to go there. And just see this like site that not anyone gets to see. I can do that, and then I'll like you know if I want to go spend time in Europe, I'll go spend time in Europe somehow. It's not even it's not that hard in my heart, you know. But like that just seems like a once in literally once in a lifetime situation, 
And I'm not going to go, even if commercial space flight becomes a thing in our lifetime, I ain't fucking doing that shit. Oh, hell no. I'm already scared to get on a regular plane, much one that goes, that's supposed to be airtight in space. (laughs) What does safety guaranteed mean? Because if you go, like, I'm going to come back, but my bone density is still going to get fucked because you went to space. (laughs) 10 minutes? I don't think it's going to be that bad. How long does it take to get to the moon? How long is it? How long? Well, hold on, I didn't know a whole space journey was there. Right, right. Are we? Is it? Are we being teleported I think it's a few there? Days. Three days for a spacecraft to reach the moon. Okay. Okay. Now hold so on. Now is, we're talking about a week in space. Yeah, this is this now is turning into a week in space. Interested. Well, what did you think? You're just gonna wake up and you're on the moon ten yeah, minutes past like and go. Yeah, a little hypothetical. Yeah. Just you know, teleportation is real uh, business. You know. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. You wouldn't even need to give me all of Europe. Like it's it's like we will <laughs> we will send you to like Scotland for a year. I'd be like, done. Yep. Send yep. me. Sounds good. I'm ready. My body is ready. I see. I see. I have to. I feel like we have to. We have to take the journey into account because then it's like. Mm. Yeah, because then I think we're just it's like what I mean, obviously getting a two thousand dollars. I mean, it's not that fantastical. Maybe you get a grant or something and they're like, yeah, yeah, go. we want to see what Rob does in Scotland for a year. Let's like here's two thousand bucks a month (laughs) to go do it. The funny thing is that I the Robert Zachney Scotland experiment. I think part of why I'm 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 so far into the space at this point is because I also kind of did this already. I studied abroad during college with on a scholarship. Mm. And they canceled cool. my abroad semester, Kato. Oh. I didn't get to go abroad. There was insufficient yeah. interest in the history of British detective fiction uh, course. <laughs> really? And so I didn't get to go. <laughs> That's fucked up. I'm uh, seething to this day. I went to art school, so there's always interest in going to fucking... We we stayed... I uh, The school had a spot in uh, Florence. So I did uh. a semester there. Um, and the school basically paid for it because I got a scholarship. And it's so like, yeah, rather, that's cool. That semester. So you already got yours. Yeah, exactly. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Like, this is like important this information is of, This is part of the hey, bias. Plus, this is part Europe of the bias like right a bunch now. of bullshit. And then Kato, <laughs> 10 minutes later, was well, because I already went there and I did exactly this entire pitch of the whole bit. It's it wasn't like a Kato, full year. It wasn't a full year. It was only, you know, uh, Four That's months a good, or whatever. Good enough sample. Good enough <laughs> yeah. sample. Say a solid three. And it, you even had it was paid for by the school because yeah. like Kata, why do you know so much about Super Metroid? Maybe because I was playing Super Metroid the entire time while we were doing the live streams. Like you got crucial <laughs> information here, Kato. They were hiding behind the scenes. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I'm fuck, going to Europe. Fuck the moon. Fuck the moon. I'm going to Europe. Don't fuck the moon. Does does the moon have uh, cheese that I can eat without wanting to die? No, probably not. Unless it's there's made of cheese. Unless I can eat some of the moon cheese. <laughs> yeah, you want some of that moon cheese? You that was a good wall from Gromit. That one was solid. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Europe sounds great. I'll see you there, Rob. I'll see you there, Pat. Kato. I'll see you when you get back. Yeah, I'll, I'll are... see you all from the moon. <laughs> that little dot no, right you there. Won't. You'll see a fucking dot. <laughs> yeah. And you'll be like, all right, cool dot. <laughs> Sick dot. I'm just, it's, it's just big and empty. 
I mean, it's, yeah, it's you cool. know I'm sure it's majestic. You know when you like know when I you do, do like a hike or something. Oh when right, you like do, you do get, a hike and you're like, do you, you get, get to walk to the around top? the moon? Is it ten minutes of walking around minutes. the moon? I don't know. Is it ten minutes Maybe. of standing in a space station? Well, I feel I, like it is ten changes. minutes, and I'm in a fucking like sealed space capsule. I'm furious. Yeah, like <laughs> no, ten, ten minutes aboard the lunar module, like no. looking through the tiny little triangle windows. No. I would just be enraged. This is already yeah, we're already Star in the Tours. fantastical you land. Can, you, <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you can just go, go to the Disneyland and do the same thing. Yeah, Galactic Edge or whatever the the hotel is called. The Galactic yeah. Cruiser, <laughs> Galaxy's Edge, and it's not just a hotel; it's an entire like no, no, no. The, the experience. I was trying to remember the name of the actual hotel thing that they haven't opened yet. But oh, going yeah, to. the um, it's like a Galactic Star hotel. Cruiser. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole LARP. Yeah. It costs like two, like what, like three or four grand? Too a night much to, money. Yeah, you yeah. can't you yeah. can't judge it like a hotel. Also, that is a hotel going to like LARP with you? No. <laughs> Rob retroactively justifying his 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 ticket purchase. Yeah, well, not Rob's credit card is on. I'll be going. You can't LARP to your fullest to your fullest potential yeah. in these COVID times. <laughs> the scenario is always the blue shadow virus. Uh, right, right now, I'm just I'm not fucking with that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to play that one. I don't want to be there for that. Uh. Well, Natalie, it's been so nice having you here for this. Uh, It's great having you back on the pod. Uh, And I guess my question is, when can you come and visit again? Uh, Tomorrow? Okay. Sick. Uh, Whatever, whatever. uh, Let's talk about a book or something. I I don't know. Gotta gotta change the schedule a little bit. (laughs) Hold on. Yeah. Uh, I think, but you are going to be around more. Uh, yes. You are, you are coming back on a, it, it's not the same contract you were on as an ex-intern, right? It's a better contract. Uh, yeah, I'm not doing YouTube exports, uh, so probably not. Eat yeah. shit, Kato and McKay. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not doing those either. I just upload them. Good. Now. We figure out a Fuck thing. yeah. <laughs> it's all figured out. I'm glad. Shout outs to Jay and um, Video. I don't know if Jay and Video listens, but hey, shout outs to Jay and Video. Shout outs to you. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm around. I'm I'm ready to re-enter uh being a gamer after this after this long hiatus. So yeah. My a gamer's return has commenced. Thank <laughs> the God. Return of the joyous gamer. Yeah, return. for too long, Waypoint has been without joy. Uh, now, now, and now joy has returned. Um, ring the bells. <laughs> all like of gamer Now all Natalie Bell. Now all of gamer, all of gamer dumb knows you're here. Uh, like, but for fear of people thinking this is just a weird bit, uh, like, uh, we should be like. Natalie is 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 coming back to to be on some uh, regularly on podcasts and streams and, and do a bunch of stuff with us. It's um, not the same as having you know uh, you know a full time uh, uh, collaborator, but she's gonna be around doing a bunch of really fun stuff. And we're also working on the other part, so stay tuned. Uh, but it's like really it's really exciting to have you back, Natalie. It's been this has already been a lot of fun, and we've already got a lot of a lot of fun stuff planned for for the future. But where it's uh it's really cool that we are able to 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 work this out. So we hope everyone else is as excited as we are. Yeah, thank Hell you yeah. all. Hell yeah. A nice little birthday gift. Oh shit, happy birthday! 
Today, right now? Holy shit, I forgot about that. Wow. Happy birthday. Thanks, guys. <laughs> what are you doing for your birthday? Nothing. Just finally cracking up the Bloodborne boxes. Oh my god. But I actually did. Do god, we have? should talk about the Bloodborne board game at some point, because I oh tried playing that. That game is fucking hard. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that game is hard as fuck. <sighs> I only opened one box, um, but... Like I, the Bloodborne of board games, or yeah, like it's turns just out, kind of a pain in the ass to play. Uh, both, yeah, a little, a little bit of column A, a little bit, of, you know, the, much in the way that the mechanics are part of the difficulty in Bloodborne. You know, it's all built mm-hmm. in. It's it's mm-hmm. both the the enemies attacking you and what what you have available and to yourself. And reading this fucking rule book, yeah, which the rot. Oh, we can talk about that later. There's a there's so many things wrong in that rule book which i was like none of this makes some of this doesn't make sense and i oh, looked it up like there's tons of errata there's like a, a, an almost entire new rule books worth of errata for the rule book that went out that's apparently. not good kato no it's not great that's not once good I, because it once means I the understood hard copy it, is useless yeah once i understood it it was like okay this is working a little bit more smoothly but it was rough at first mm-hmm. this is it's neat yeah. though we should, we'll we should talk we should play it sometime we'll talk yeah, let's see. Well, maybe next time Natalie comes out. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe for Natalie's next birthday, uh, <laughs> she can make us all play through her 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 Bloodborne uh, like collector's set, um, which is like what a dozen boxes. Let's say, do we even <laughs> Wayboy Plus has done well, but do we have the budget to ship yeah, do you guys, all of that to, back and forth from New York? <laughs> you guys got that uh, those extra bag fees for me yeah. lined oh, up for my figurines. <laughs> You just have to well, hold on. Uh, I have I have one, two, three, four. F- I have five of them. We'll figure out which ones we overlap on. Yeah. You just bring the, bring the other ten. <laughs> yeah, Kata's got the core rule set covered. Yeah, um, and I'll bring Natalie the is going to bring the yeah. the, the guest coin uh, collection. It's only all right. So that is a wrap on today's episode of waypoint radio if you want more from waypoint you can follow us uh, on twitter at waypoint on facebook and youtube uh, at waypoint vice you can also go check out what we published on waypoint.vice.com uh lately we published some terrific reviews uh uh moises who, moises who you heard the other day uh published a great review of unsighted uh lewis gordon uh reviewed eternal cylinder which sounds like a really strange game from uh, was it the the Aces team who made Xenoclash? Uh, Ace team, yes. Yeah. The Xeno Xenoclash two, not as good as Xenoclash one, but a weird, weird first person surrealist adventure game, like adventure action games. Just uh, yeah, if you've never played Xenoclash, go go track down one of those. Mm. I I really like uh both both of those um quite a bit. I have not checked out this this new one. They also make the uh those weird pinball games um mm, with the giant face. They've made three of them, uh, and I've not played any face? of them. Yeah, uh, it's you, like you'll know the art if I. Uh, it's uh, there's a whole history vibe uh, to them. They're called. Oh, I don't know. Keep going. You keep doing your bit, and I'll look it up. I'm sure it's uh, not. And also, Jake Costello uh, reviewed the DLC for uh, Outer Wilds, and sounded. Oh, I mean. It is it is tough to live up to the standard that the core game set, uh, and so it was a understandably hard uh, high bar to clear. Doesn't quite sound uh, like the DLC clears it, um, but mm. it's a terrific review and well worth checking out uh, over on waypoint.vice.com. 
Uh, this week, Patrick, have you, have you figured out what the weird faces pinball game is? Yes, Rock of Ages. Rock, Rock of Ages. Of oh, Rock of Ages 2. Bigger and bolder. Rock of Ages 3. Make and break. Um, that last one came out last year. I remember when I got an email with a code for it, I was like, they're still making these? Which was not an insult to those, I guess those games do pinball? well enough. I didn't uh, know that was a pinball series. It had, well, it has, uh, I wouldn't pinball elements, I call think, it right? Pinball yeah. really? At least well, the one I was thinking of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a there's a ball and you roll it towards things and there's stuff. I don't know. I like that. So, <laughs> Wikipedia describes Rock of Ages three make and break as a tower defense racing video game. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that. back in. I mean, aren't you aren't you basically defending towers and and uh, racing? Yeah, I've never played it. I don't know. I just as I just remember seeing the art. It was a big ball, so I just assumed mm. it was. That's like three great <laughs> tastes that go together. Uh-huh. Um so this week we are getting some exciting things ready for the Waypoint Plus feed. Uh it's October and we are reading the book that loosely inspired it, uh Roadside Picnic. We're doing a show on it this Wednesday, so get your questions in about the book before then. Uh after that, we're watching the Tarkovsky film before we embark on a proper Waypoint 101 playthrough of Stalker Shadow of Chernobyl. Uh I think we'll be using the uh Zone Reclamation project. Uh sort of mod slash set of set of fixes uh you know all all stalkers are valid uh is our position uh but this is gonna mm. be as close to vanilla as we feel like getting uh so if you if you just want to like play along with us uh that's what we're doing if that sounds good or if you just want more waypoint you can go to waypointplus.com and subscribe not only do you get access to a premium feed but you're also helping support waypoint and especially waypoint streams uh, this week, we're streaming a few things. Uh, Kirby's Fucked Up Golf Adventure. Is that, yeah. that yeah. the title right? Yep. Yeah, that's how it's yeah. called. That's, yep. that's, that's, that's how it felt to, to play it. Uh, yeah, if you would like to like, watch. Hey, let's curse in this one. Kirby says fuck. Well, it's the post, you know, his new game is a post-apocalypse. So, uh, yeah. you know. Let uh, Kirby rated. say fuck. Um, he's stressed <laughs> yeah if you want to watch, watch Kato get his ass kicked at golf wow. then, yeah, you can tune in on Tuesday wow. afternoon to, look I was to one point off from drawing that se- that that second that third game how many games did we play Jesus was that three we, yeah we, I we won one you won um, one then you won that last one on because I can't count damn, damn you yeah you couldn't it was, couldn't. It, was del- it was delightful yeah, watching you one. do that last that last hit we were I like won. I got this, like, lined up shot. The whole time, the chat is screaming, and I'm just giggling internally. I was like, he didn't do the math right. Like, he, this shot's Fuck. not going to help him. Art school Kato. God. <laughs> I got a five on the AP Calc test. I can't add, though. <laughs> after, after a certain point, math diverges from arithmetic. Yeah, it really does. I never reconnect it again. It really does. Oh. Uh, also, I think later this week... And this is the real reason I think we brought uh, Natalie back. It's co-op shooter season. Yeah. Uh, the plan right now is to uh, play some Back for Blood. Uh, but yeah, we need we need some shooters out here. Uh, we need we need to upgrade the fire team. Uh, we need Natalie to bring that, those Valorant skills uh, back <laughs> to Waypoint and just unleash on uh, zombies or xenomorphs or or whatever gets in our path. Uh, so our plan is on Friday to check out Back for Blood. Unless something um, untoward happens with Back for Blood, let's say. 
Yeah. Uh, but we're we're pretty. I liked I liked Left 4 Dead a lot, and so if something comes along that's like fun, like Left 4 Dead, I'm all the way in. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so once again, you can support all that uh, over on waypointplus.com. Uh, that will do it for today's episode. Our theme music is by Bowen. The track is Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Learn more at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Uh, we will talk to you again on Friday. And until then, fuck capitalism. Go home. Welcome back, Natalie. Aww. Welcome back, Natalie. Thanks, boys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, everyone on time.is? Uh, no, I'm not, because uh, I was taking that screenshot. Uh, but now I am. All right. Uh, shall we all go on 36? Extremely fast. Wow. I like it. Woo! I was ready for it. All I might right. have been too ready for it. I don't know. I'm <laughs> God damn it. Very accurate with my claps. So. Hey, it's World Animal Day. Shout outs to animals. They rock. Sorry right? about the mass extinction. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Good luck. Sorry for Rips torching <laughs> your, your home. Just tell all the animals this quote from Babe Ruth a little uh, more down. Yesterday's home run don't wins today's games. Sorry, yeah. animals. Become better animals. Adapt. Yesterday's animals don't win today's earth, is what I think. (laughs) If I were an animal today, I would simply uh, evolve and Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. become both more attuned to my environment and more capable of controlling it. Yeah. Simply. I would simply uh, start an animal revolution against um, humans. Uh, They tried that. There's a whole book about it. Um, oh, okay. It was disappointing in a lot of ways. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, the, Wait, the big he... takeaway is that pigs are not the uh, they are not the revolutionary leaders you're hoping for. Oh, okay, I thought you were. Um, I thought you, there was a novelization of that movie that I saw the other week. The uh, Aristocats? No. <laughs> the fucking Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Oh you know, yeah, where animals actually raise a, like a fucking revolution against humankind. Those movies are pretty good. I like them. I've, I've never that. seen them. I've I watched the first one. Um, it was sad. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of fucked up. Uh. Damn, that sucks. <laughs> ripped to ripped to monkeys, but I'm different. Yeah. Oh, the, the monkeys, monkeys thrive, Natalie. Yeah, you don't yeah, know. Oh, good. Rip, it's sad rip for to the humans. humans. Oh, rip kind to of? humans. Okay. Yeah, rip to humans. No, that's it's great. fine. It's fine. Fuck yeah. <laughs> rip to humans. That's what I'm about. <laughs>
All right, here <laughs> I go. Monkey mode. Well, what Natalie did over the thing was get fucking blackmailed. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did on my hiatus. Just, just irony poison. doomer mode. <laughs> doomer times. All right. Serious time now. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> very serious oh, podcast. No. All right. Wow. Come on, Wait, Ryan, this is a serious podcast? Uh, I just Rob, Rob trying out his, his future dad voice on me. Didn't work, dad. <laughs> How's that going with Mina? How does she take that? <laughs> um, when, when you say serious no. time, Mina, how does she respond? <laughs> no, but really, sit, me. Sit, Mina. <laughs> This is Zachini talking to you now. Uh, Mina gets very pushy. Uh, mm. Mina's in charge, and uh, we, we, it's basically better for everyone, uh, if that remains the case. Uh, so this morning, for instance, I was woken up at 630 because uh, Mina, Mina had gotten hold of a sock, and that always just fires her up. And uh, she ain't going. You can't get her back to sleep after she got hold of a sock. This is like a, a used like a, sock. <laughs> <laughs> like a coach, a coach speech, like before out for the big game before we go through the tunnel is just is just a little sock discovery by Mina. Like I'm ready to go. Send me out there, coach. I'm ready to beat the shit out of him. Oh yeah, she's absolutely feral. Uh, after after she gets hold of a sock, she's like flips it in the air, like snaps her teeth at it. She has a great time, uh, and you can't sleep. All right. I would love to well, know that joy. I mean, Rob, well, we, I, th- I think I think you need to concede that the podcast has started twice now. You've attempted to do a I'm going to do an what's intro. good, Internet. It's <laughs> October 4th and you are listening to.